Welcome to Know My Faith. My guest is Mike Bain from Christian Voice in New Zealand. And um, Mike and I go back a way, way back to late 80s, early 90s. Early 90s. Except we never met. Yes. We kind of crossed over on radio stations. Uh, back in the Otago days. It was. Yeah. It was. Many, many a time I followed you and everybody said, oh, Rob Holding's been here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go, thank goodness Mike's here now. We got rid of Rob. Mike's here. Yeah. Um, so still a part of media, but doing something very, very different with Christian Voice New Zealand. So I want to talk to you about that, obviously. Um, so the first question is, what is Christian Voice New Zealand? Well, Christian Voice New Zealand is an organisation we set up um, about... 2013, um, to basically go out and talk about what was happening in New Zealand um, and how it affected Christians. And, yeah, you know, we, we talked a lot about the end times and, you know, the Bible, where we were at. And then in 2018, we, we made a change. We, we took a look at exactly what was happening in New Zealand, not the world, but in, in our own country. Yep. And we looked at things that have changed so radically. So uh, are, you, are you talking to Christians or non-Christians? Well, it's open to everybody. Um, basically, but um, when we were when we were doing the um, doing the presentations, uh, it probably was mainly Christians. Yeah. Um, but since we've uh, moved on to the online um, format, uh, we're talking to a lot of non-Christians as well, which yeah. is great. So presenting, I mean, the Christian voice presenting what voice? What is what is the voice saying? The voice is saying that um, you know this is happening in the world, but this is the biblical side of it too. You know, for example, if we were to talk about um, something that's that's happening today, uh, for example, the ram raids, um, very topical of the news. Yep. What what are the ram raids? What what is the problem with the ram raids? You know, when you you bring it right down, why is an eight year old uh, found in a in a shopping mall at one o'clock in the morning, and it comes back? to parental control. So we bring it back to the biblical side of what um, uh, the Bible is saying about bringing up children. There's a little bit of a crossover there, I suppose, with uh, Bob McCoskey and Family First because mm. he's very much looking at the, the family side. When we're talking to Bob in an upcoming podcast, so mm. keep your eyes out for that one, um, but Bob is a, probably a little more wary in pushing the biblical worldview from a biblical viewpoint. Would that be... Um, I think uh, it's been described that he's covert, covertly Christian, <laughs> whereas we are openly Christian yeah, about it. Yeah. Um, you know, we make, we make no apologies about um, expressing our viewpoint about the Bible. Most Western Christians believe that because they believe in Jesus, they're going to heaven when they die. Lucky them. Yeah. Um, so I don't need to do anything. I just need to sit in church and wait on the rapture uh, you know, so th thanks for what you're doing, Mike. That's that's all very good, but you know, I don't need to be involved because you know the rapture's coming soon. In fact, we're over time, um, and, and so I'll just sit here on the pew and wait. I remember many years ago being in, in a Sydney market, and there was a T-shirt there, and it said, um, "Jesus is coming, quick, look busy." And that's, <laughs> that's basically you know the way I, I look at Christians today who who pews it. Yep, is that they need they need to continue to be busy in the Lord. Um, you know, we can all sit around and wait for the rapture. Um, you know, it's a bit like revival. A lot of people have been praying for that. Yeah. But, you know, um, they're not prepared to do anything about it. So what do we, are you advocating that we get involved in politics? What are you wanting me to do? What I want you to do is to, to do what Jesus asked us to do. You know, he wants us to be the salt and the light in the world. Um, and, you know, salt is, uh, 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 it's about influencing our culture 
Um, so yes, we've got to be we've got to be interested in the world. We've got to know what's going on. Um, you know, a lot of lot of Christians will say to me, "Oh, we shouldn't get involved in politics," and and that's true. Um, we shouldn't, but we do yeah. because uh, you know politicians have a, a, a big say in what we do in life. And uh, one of the things that we need to do is we need to add salt to what they're doing, so we can salt the culture. You know, it's like the homosexual uh, law reform. The Christians that you were talking about, they would just sit back, relax, and do nothing. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, being a Christian, it's 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 abhorrent to God. Yeah. So it's got to be abhorrent to us. And if something's so abhorrent, we've got to do something. We've got to take some action. And even if that's just picking up the phone and ringing your MP or sending them a letter or putting in a submission, you know, we we've got to be involved. Your stance is, as you say, uh, overtly Christian. Mm. Um, so that if you were, uh, say, writing to an MP or writing to uh, the newspaper or whichever, you would put forward the, the Christian values because they're Christian? Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm asking this, somebody, uh, I talked to somebody a while ago about, uh, particularly about Israel, mm. um, and petitioning the government and saying, uh, you need to support Israel in the land because the Bible says that God gave the land to Israel. To which the Prime Minister goes, but I don't believe in your God or in your Bible. So that argument doesn't work for me. So that is the argument. That is the point. You may not believe it. I do. Yep. Um, a lot of people around the world do. Um, but, you know, this is uh, what we as New Zealanders are wanting. When I say we as New Zealand, Christian New Zealanders yep. who understand. So you're looking at at the issues of the day and saying, and, and then looking at the Bible and saying, actually, this is what the Bible says. Because yeah. there's a lot of, I've got a, a podcast coming up shortly. You guys just written a book. Um, he calls it a, a primer on biblical literacy. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to suggest to him that he should have called it a primer on biblical illiteracy. Uh, because most people, I find most Christians don't actually know what the Bible says on, on certain issues. No, they don't. Um, and they're confused. Even in simple scripture, they they... they think they believe that this is what the Bible says until you actually show them, you know? And it's like, um, you know, if I go back to homosexuality, you know, um, in, in the Bible, Paul talks about not even sitting down and having a meal with them, yeah. you know, that we should be do this. And then you have the Christian who says to me, oh, but, you know, we went to a gay marriage, you know? Um, so they're... they're, they're um, they're condoning it by, by being there. They, they probably didn't want to be there. It's, it's a difficult situation. Uh, you know, a friend of mine whose who's brother is gay, yeah. uh, he's a minister. Yeah. And, and what do you do? Do you support your brother or do you stand on your values? So, yeah, you know, it's a hard question. And, and that's the thing is that there's a lot of hard questions around nowadays that weren't yeah. around um, 30, 40 years ago. All, all we can do is point out what the Bible says and let them make the decision. Because at the end of the day, we all stand alone. Yep. You know, we all stand alone on our belief. So therefore, if you make a decision, it might be right for you, but it may not be for me. And we've got to respect that. Yeah, and that's one of the things that, that jumps out because um, I'm, going, I'm going, Lord, I'm very glad you've called Mike to do this and not me. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like Moses said. Well, you know, here I am, send me. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, I suppose there's no one else here. You better send. Yeah. Where, where's Aaron when you need him? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, Moses said, "Here I am, send someone else." It was Isaiah. Oh, said, was it? Oh, yeah, said, "Here right, I am, yeah, send yeah. me." But yeah. 
we all have our own, what's the way, bent isn't the right word, our own way of thinking, our own way of seeing things. But there are, I think there are things that we need to look at and go, which is why I like the fact that you stand up for these things, Bob stands up for these things, and there are others as well. But go, actually, this this is the line. Yeah. You know, and, and if you don't stand on the correct side of that line, then, you know, you become more friends with the world than you are friends with Jesus. And, uh, you know, it comes to mind the uh, the words of Jesus where he says, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father and mm. the angels. Mm. I often think about the, the church in Sardis, you know, in the book of Revelation. Um, you know, I was uh, listening to somebody who'd been to Sardis and yep. they, they looked around all the ruins and they were saying that the churches were built right in the hub of Sardis uh, where they were... Uh, you know, you could have the church there and then you could have um, a, a den of debauchery yep. on the other side of the wall. So that when you came out of the church, um, you, you were walking straight into that into that, uh, into that that world. And the, I guess that's the way we are today. You know, we, we've, um, uh, we've got to the stage where uh, the culture is is overtaking us. You know, I've, I've often said uh, that, you know, New Zealanders, New Zealand Christians need to learn to adapt to being a minority in, in, in this land. Well, very much so. Yeah. Um, very much like the Israelites were in, uh, in Babylon, we're strangers in a foreign yeah. land. If you get your eschatology, your end times studies right, the, the percentage of Christians in the land is going to get smaller and smaller, smaller and smaller. And I've seen the predictions, well, I think it's about 20... 2050, I think there'll be around about 700 professing God believers in the country. If you look at the stats, the number of Christians in the world is growing, the percentage is slowing, mm. and around about, I think it's 2030, 2035 or something, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tip over to the no longer growing. Mm. Um, which, is, which is tough, and it's, you know, so you, you're standing there, you know, it's a bit like uh, I suppose Mordecai in uh, Susa, when you know everybody's bowing to Haman, and Mordecai's going, "No, that uh, that's uh, not negotiable with my faith." Um, and I think again, because of the biblical illiteracy amongst uh, so many Christians, we don't know what the non-negotiables are. And that comes back to the way they've been taught. People go to church. Why do they go to church for? That's to worship God. But um, what are they learning there? And that's something that's coming out. Um, through the feedback from Christian Voice New Zealand, that there are a lot of disenfranchised people out there um, because they've, they've, the church isn't giving them what they want. And so what, what's the question? What is it they want? They want to hear about sin. They want to hear about, um, you know, uh, whatever it is that goes with that, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. uh, the other side of it. So they've, they've, they want to hear basically the, the message that the, the Bible talks about. They don't want it watered down. Part of me as a believer, says, I know there's this level of righteousness mm. and I'd like to stand on that level of righteousness, but I'd really like to have my thoughts on that supported from the pulpit, mm. but I'm not getting that. Mm. And that's not criticising every church, obviously, but uh, the criticism has to go out there. I've often said it, you know, churches are, are, are busy about um, the numbers game. They, they want the numbers, you know, that's... That I guess it's a mega church thing, and you know, God bless them. Um, it's nice to see so many people involved in a church, but 
what are they really getting out of that? You know, they're, they're coming out um, pretty much the same as they went in yeah. some days. The, the, yeah, the message is sweet, it's uh, wonderful, it's tickling the ears. Um, sometimes it's about the pastor's children. Um, sometimes it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's about nothing. You know, mm. it's, about, it's got about as much biblical uh, sense in it or uh, volume in it as the coffee that they serve. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's all fluff. I had uh, a friend that I worked with in radio who will remain nameless at the moment, but uh, he left. He was going to a very large church, not in New Zealand, it was in, in England, um, and he said he realised that his the, the, the pastor was basically a motivational preacher Yeah. and, and better mo- motivational preacher than Tony Robbins, mm. you know, the, the, the big seven-foot-tall American guy. And he says, so he left the church. Yeah. He said, that's, that's not what I'm going to church for. I'm, I, I'm going to church to hear the word of God expounded to me Mm. Uh, not just to be motivated and, and feel good afterwards, because it just—I it, mean—that's that, like a sugar rush. It goes by, by three o'clock Sunday afternoon. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, and it's and it's like that. Um, you know, even if you just look at the television evangelists, yeah, you know, we're talking the overseas ones now. Uh, you know, the, the Joel Osteens. You know, it's all about prosperity. It's all about how good it is. How, what God owes you. You know, it's what what can God do for me? Is before it's what can I do for God? Yeah. Yeah, which should be our attitude. And again, just harking back to this book that we're doing the the podcast in a couple of weeks, um, the the author says he says you look at uh, Jim Jones, David Koresh, um, the other ones. He said they when you look at they they all actually manipulated the scriptures, the Bible. They all held themselves up and say, actually, I know this from the Bible. Uh-huh. And the fact that their followers didn't read their Bibles or know their Bibles well enough, they were able to be fooled. Yeah. Yeah, and and we still see it today. You know, we still see people. Um, yeah, there's so many versions of the Bible, right? There's so many versions of it and um, different translations. And sometimes, you know, you look at one, and you think actually that doesn't mean that, you know. But you go back and look at another version, you think, well, actually that's probably more sense. Like for example, um, there's a, a proverb somebody sent me yesterday that said that it's it's good to steal food and water, and um, when I looked at my Bible translation, it was basically about, yes, it's, it's good to have uh, water, um, but it's also good to take time out, you know. Right. Uh, Very and, different. And, and different, yeah, different yeah. meanings. Yeah, and that's the problem. I mean, in, in the original languages, the, the scripture's inerrant, but when we translate them into our language, we translate it with our own bias. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, so many verses where you could do that. When when you talk about things like this, um, and particularly what comes across as criticism of the churches, it's uh, you know we could say, how easy is it for you to get a platform in a church it's to speak not. the message? It's not. <laughs> I, um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, we, we've uh, we've written to churches say that we're coming. You know, we're touring the country. This is this. We're going to be in this town at this certain day. You know, do you mind if we come and talk at your church? Um, the answer is uh, well, actually, the answer is silence. We don't get get any responses back from them. Yeah. Um, and occasionally, I have uh, followed it up and said, look, you know, just checking that you got got our email, um, and then you hear, oh. And this this must be a common excuse amongst pastors. Oh, look, I get about eighty emails a day. <laughs> you know, yep. I'm sorry, I, I missed you. Was, um, uh, you know, sometimes we'll just hire the, the venue. Yeah. Um, in fact, we've had to do that a lot. We've we've spoken in about five churches. Yeah. You know, as as a guest, uh, in all those years. But yeah, and it's always interesting that when we do talk. 
uh, to Christians, you know, you can guarantee somebody's going to come up and say, mate, I've been tr- wanting to hear that from the pulpit for so many years. Yeah. You know? Well, the other side of it is that, that, is that what the pulpit's there for? Because there's a, there's a criticism when you look at some of the uh, the American churches, the evangelical churches, uh, particularly if they were, you know, well, most of them were Republican-based, uh, you know, uh, conservative churches, supporters of Trump, etc. Mm. You get uh, an awful lot of political talk from the pulpit yeah. pushing one side of things um, as opposed to getting what we should be getting, again, which is good, solid Bible teaching. Well, you know, we're always told that we should pray for our leaders. Um, so that's as far as, polit- f- far as the politics are concerned. And, that, uh, you know, in any presentation, that's what I've done. So just pray for the leaders. Um, you go back to the American Revolu- Revolution. Um, there's a, a, a lot of... Uh, political talk, I guess, uh, from the pulpit there. Mm-hmm. The American Revolution wouldn't have happened if it hadn't have been for the churches and having them stand up and say, you know, you need to enlist. And it's the same with the World Wars. You know, the churches played a big role there. Um, and, you know, you think about, uh, you know, the 1930s in Germany, you know, if the churches had stood up to Hitler... Um, we might have had a different it story. It might have been yeah. a different scenario. But instead, Hitler... Um, decided that he would get the churches on board by creating his own own religion. So, but you know, so the, the, the the saying that comes from the, the Civil War was, um, if evil advances, if good men say nothing. Yeah, and and that's that's I think the crux of what we do is that you know when we are adding salt to the culture, we're standing up and saying no. This is this is not how it is. This is not how we want New Zealand to be. This is not um, how we want people to act. You know, like in, in our day when we were growing up um, as kids, we were taught, uh, you know, things like morals, values, yeah. honesty, all those sorts of things. Today, who teaches them? And when you when you do start talking about morals, values, and honesty, who sets the scale for it? You know, we've got uh, in this country, in New Zealand, our political system is based on the Westminster system, which is basically the Ten Commandments. Um, we, so we so, use the term "based on" very loosely nowadays. Yeah, well, it is, but it, but it was. Yes, uh, yeah. because we were a Christian nation. Um, there's no doubt about that. But um, when when you've got the influence that's coming through now on consensus politics. You know, everybody's got to have a say about how things are. Who's actually setting the the, the, the baseline for uh, honesty? Who's setting the baseline for truth? You know, and that's 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 where the Bible came in. Mm. God God set that baseline. Yeah. Um with the with the Ten Commandments. I know uh I'm not sure if it was Ray Comfort or someone else, but it it was uh, when talking about atheists or, or t- what other people believe. So for a Christian, you go, well, this is what I believe. Well, what do you base that on? Well, I base that on the Bible. Mm. For an atheist, you go, well, this is what I believe. This is where my morals come from. You go, well, what do you base that on? Yeah, Th- There's nothing to base it on. Um, but again, if we if we don't know the Bible, we don't know what our base is and we don't know where we stand. And I think one of the things that, that is so important for Christians is that we need to choose whose side we're on. We can't. We can't sit in the middle. No. And you know, it's, we're in a war. We're in a spiritual war. It's never won by words. 
Mm. It's it's won by the Spirit of God, you know, not by might nor by power nor by wise words from Mike or from Rob, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Mm. Uh, and we have to choose which side we're on. Exactly. Um, yeah. we've, we've, we've got to have a side. You know, we've, we're, we're very tribal people, aren't we? You know, like yep. we, we go to a rugby game. We don't go there and just shout for the game. We go there and we shout, <laughs> shout for, for somebody, team. you know, yeah, we yeah, shout yeah. for a yeah. team. So, you know, we as Christians, you know, and, and this is a criticism that I made of uh, Christopher Luxon, you know, um, he came into uh, leadership of the National Party, said, you know, I'm a Christian. They made a big deal out of that. And then a week later, he was basically saying, you know, he's going to, he was downplaying it. So I, I, what I was saying is it's all very well to wear the T-shirt, yep. but you've got to be able to... You know, we can't we can't pick on Christopher Luxon no. personally because that's happened so many times in yeah, the past. Yeah, and he's he's just one of many. You know, I like Mike Pence, um, the you know the former uh, vice president of the states. In in his inaugural address, he said uh, the first words out of his mouth. He said, "I am a Christian first. Mm. I'm an American second. Yeah. Um, so he he you know he stood up. This is where I am. And it's really interesting when you look at people that are uh, particularly commentators uh, around the world. Uh, I'm thinking Joe Rogan, uh, Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan. You know where they stand. Yeah. And I think the thing is that, uh, and there's a few others as well, but they know where they stand. And I think this is the thing, again, with Christian voice, mm. is that Christians don't know where they're supposed to stand. They don't, because nobody's <laughs> told them. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody has been there to say, "Hey, look, this is wrong," you know. Yeah. And as I say, it comes back to the way they're taught and the way they learn uh, through the churches. And you know, churches have a, a huge role. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just a club; it's not an organisation. In fact, you know. Honestly, we are the church. Well, right? you said it before. We're, yeah. we're the salt of the earth, the light of the world, and the salt of the earth. That's we're right. supposed to be it. And salt, yeah. if it's not salty, what's the point? Yeah. And, you know, we should be influencing the culture that we're living in, whether it be um, one on one or one to many. So you mentioned uh, some of the reactions or one of the reactions that you had from people that, uh, at your meetings. What are, what are some of the other things that people say to you after they've heard uh, your presentations? A lot of them will talk about what we've talked about um, because we, in, in the presentations, we've we covered a lot. We talked about, uh, you know, things like homosexuality, the law, um, you know, speech, hate speech, um, you know, conversion theories. We, we cover a, a wide range of things um, and, you know, put a biblical perspective yeah. on that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of lot of people will come and talk about one particular thing, or they will come and say, "Yeah, look, we agree. Um, this country used to be a, a Christian country. Uh, where's it gone?" Yeah, and that's that's the question. You know, like I I would always start off with a series of fact. You know, here's a fact: um, at the turn of the century, not one country in the world had same-sex marriage. You know. Um, I think it was the Netherlands uh, that had it was the first. We were the fifth. See, when you said turn of the century, I'm thinking back 1900. No, you're not. You're, no, you're talking we're 2000. We're talking 22 years ago. Yeah. You know, um, and you look at the changes that have happened in New Zealand. You know, we we can't smack our children. We can't discipline our children. The school has a bigger say on yeah. uh, how our children are brought up, and now we're not allowed to go to the school uh, and challenge that. Uh, gosh, get an appointment with a teacher, you'll be lucky. Yeah, um, yeah. And now COVID, of course, has given them huge opportunities yeah. to 
basically shut everybody down. Yeah. When you talk about the um, the school thing, I remember with my uh, my oldest son, um, how old was he? He must have been five, first year in school. And I went to pick him up after school and noticed his name up on the on the, oh, yeah. the whiteboard. So I said to the teacher, I said, um, I said, uh, well, what did he do to get his name up there? And she goes, it's all right, it's been dealt with. Mm. I said, well, I appreciate that, but I'm his father. I'd like to know what my son did. They got his name on the whiteboard. She goes, Mr. Holding, it's been dealt with in the classroom. So I go, oh, okay. Luther, what did you do? <laughs> and he told me. But schools today are, are teaching children, you know, and Bob McCroskey will talk yeah, about this, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, schools are, schools are teaching children um, a syllabus. That, that we knew nothing about as kids. You know, we, we went to school to learn arithmetic, writing, yeah. and what was the other thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah spelling. Yeah, yeah. Reading, writing, Reading, writing, arithmetic. Yeah, we were, we were uh, sent to school to, to learn those, we, and we were taught the ABC. Now now the kids have got a new um, alphabet that they're going to learn, the LGBTQ yeah. one. But um, they're also being taught to deceive their parents. You know, that, you know what, sta- what happens at school, basically? Stays, stays at school, at school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know Bob. Bob will probably mention about yeah the the, the uh, student who was taken to school by the sorry taken to an abortion counsellor or an abortion clinic, um, but was told not to tell the parents. Don't tell the parents. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, That's been happening for far too long. Yeah, you, you can't give them a, you can't give the kids an aspirin. No, but you can take them to the abortion clinic. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, and we need to stand up for that. Um, so, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for taking some time out to join us. Thank you. Thank for the, for, thanks for the invitation. Um, check out uh, the link in the description for Christian Voice New Zealand and uh, make sure that you check Mike's podcasts as well and uh, subscribe and follow those. And thank you for watching our Know My Faith podcast. God bless.